If Murray had supported the show, I'd be less sick of podcasts. <laughs> <laughs> America's next. Blubbity Blah. The Blubbity Blah. Sending out good vibes. Blubbity Blah. Good vibes. Blubbity Blah. Good vibes. Good vibes. Good vibes. Underneath breaths of deep gratitude and prayers for guidance and protection. And put on a didgeridoo and shamanic drumming track. Shivers or vibrations and stuff like that. But the, the instant gratification from these millennials wanting to try to actually project, it's just ridiculous. I, I, I don't get it. Like, you need to put in the work. It's, you're not just going to be gifted something like this. It doesn't work like that. Okay, guys, welcome back to the Grand America Show. We are going to be chatting with Derek English a little bit later about uh, astral traveling and astral realms and OBEs. Spirit and guides. Spirit guides, maybe a little NDE, maybe some troublesome spirit spirit guides. Uh, speaking of troublesome spirit guides, we've got everybody's favorite <laughs> podcaster here. <laughs> Thanks, buddy. Graham, full-timer, Dunlop. This is where we just ramble on about things before the interview, so... If you want to just fast forward to the interview, go ahead. But sometimes this is the best part of the show. There's a timestamp in the show notes. Yeah, thanks. What's the, uh, what do you mean sometimes the best part of the show? Is well, it? Sometimes we, I got a great uh, little segment here for you. you a little segment? Yeah, a little segment. Like, you little, know what's like, funny short? is after I, after I, we interviewed Derek, I was thinking back about his spirit guides. I thought, you know, maybe they're not spirit guides. Maybe they're like evil entities or something and they're just tricksters and playing tricks on him. And he just thinks they're his spirit guides. Because of the, maybe he accidentally summoned him out of C-SETI thing? No. What is that? He was never doing the C-SETI, I don't think. Did he mention I, that? No, but we talk, I think it came up. Really? Maybe. It always comes up when we're talking about evil entities. Yeah. Anyways, I mean, just because you meet him in the astral realm doesn't mean they're your spirit guides, right? I mean, Since you were stare, scared straight. Scared straight. From uh, from CE5s? CE5. I'm not scared straight from CE5s. I just, you know. When was the last time you went? It's been a while. Yeah. How long? I don't know. Are I don't count. Are you going to go next month? Uh, why? Is there one next month? Well, you'll be in the Washington Scablands. Well, maybe we'll try a little one or something. I don't know. I don't need to. Like, I just don't need to see. Like, honestly, what what's going to happen? Like, Am I going to make contact with some entity? Then I'm going to have a bunch more questions and it's just not like, I don't really have the desire to put the effort in right now to do that. Like, do you understand what I mean? You no. do. Cause you just, you, you know, I never, have yeah, that. you never, have. <laughs> so you know what I mean, but I don't need to see it. Like it doesn't, bring, it doesn't answer any questions, right? No. It just brings up a bunch more questions. I see, make contact with lights in the sky, things flying around a whole bunch of people have these experiences. And then we're like, Oh, wow, that's great. We kind of made, you know, we made some headway maybe in making contact, but really what answers do you have? Yeah. Meanwhile, the world's going to shit and waste is high. You know, they're not helping out. Oh yeah. We need, we need their help. Yeah. Why can't we just uh, fix it? Well, apparently we can't. I mean, that's ideally what, you know, apparently like. the guy, you know, the people should be able to make the fixes, right? Like we have the power apparently, right? But we can't because- Maybe we are fixing it. We're just divided. Left, right, center, up, down, every which way. Masked, unmasked, jabbed, unjabbed. What a great time for an election though, isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, I honestly, I just can't get enough of the videos of Trudeau being chased out of places. Yeah, I don't know. He's he's still going to win. I mean, I don't care what the reason is or they say it's the anti-vax or this or the that or the other. I mean, it's still pretty funny because I don't see it happen to anybody else. <laughs> That's true, yeah. He used to be just the golden boy. Remember everything? <laughs> Swimming in. Just can't get around the... Uh, we're dangerous. Well, I mean, he's literally promising a billion dollars to basically help divide everybody, right? Here, you here. I'm going to give you as a company some money to help segregate we get some the money? population, right? We'll promise not to hire any unvaccinated people. Owners can be unvaccinated. So. Imagine. And yeah, contractors yeah. don't matter either. So. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> can we get some money for that, you think? You should look into that on your full-time podcast and date. I don't even want to I don't see if want we can get like a hundred dollar, hundred thousand dollar grant. That's not the way it goes. No, that's like, that's like messing around with nasty spirit. So guys. We need that to implement a vaccine passport system for our employees for Grand America. Yeah. Because this is how we'll figure out how it all works. So we can figure out how to bypass it <laughs> <laughs> or something. Well, we'll get the cash and then we'll figure it out. We won't ever implement it. I mean, we don't have any employees. It's foolproof. Unless I spin it around on you somehow and all of a sudden, do, 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 grab has to get the vax. Imagine that. On the air. Imagine that. I quit. Then I'd be on the street, literally on the street. <laughs> <laughs> I had to bring in a replacement that's all vaxxed up. Yeah. Oh, that'd be terrible. I'd have to get just smartphone. I mean, hey, it's ramping up. We were just we were just talking about it. I mean, we, I don't want to get into this too much because I got like an operation project and a quote and some emails to talk about. But we better never know, go public. Alberta and Saskatchewan seem like you know we're holding out. But you know what? The other the funny thing is, the rest of the country thinks we're fucking crazy over here. Russia too. They right? think we're crazy. I mean, BC thinks that we're just we're, Calgary. Everybody, I keep hearing from everybody. Okay, you're going to Calgary. Oh my god, it must be terrible there. It's great. That's great. What? Nobody's sick and, and, and there's no masks and everybody's fine. So packed. It was crazy. And it's just, we're living in bizarre world. Crazy. Like leaving that place, you have to go through that. Uh, it's almost like you'd yeah, be park, crowded like, to get onto a train or yeah, something. But we, yeah. were, we were crowded to get onto buses. Yeah. everybody. I wasn't getting on a bus per se. I was walking. A lot of masks? Some masks? No, there wasn't very many masks. There was a couple mask zones. They made a couple mandatory mask zones for the maskies to go hang out. Which is nice of them. There's one off in the corner over here and another one over there. <laughs> That's good. That's yeah. Great. <laughs> it's perfect. You know, if you wanted to be away from the people without masks, you could go be away from them over there in the corner. And, uh, but when we were, we, I was there Thursday with Natasha. It was busy enough, but it wasn't insane. But when me and the kids went on Saturday, it was fucking craziness. Like crazy. I stood in line for probably 40 minutes to get food. Wow. And then another like 20 minutes to get. So you're talking about a big fireworks event? Yeah. We and then watched we were leaving that we place. We saw him from here. You have from my place? You're at my place? No, from not here, but like oh. just down the road here yeah. from Chestermere. If you go over by the Walmart, you can see him good. No, we saw him from our road, our road. Yeah, I know. You can see yeah. him yeah, decent. But over yeah. at the Walmart, you can see him good. It's like a five minute drive. Right. You pull up. Yeah. Maybe you make point. out. Steam up the windows. There you go. <laughs> <laughs> like the old drive through days. There you go. So it's a drive-up fireworks festival. Um, so anyway, when you leave, you have to go through that space. It's probably like 20 feet wide, 20, 25 feet wide. And you all got to go through there. And it was like like a funnel of people going in there. And you're stuck. And it's just probably like you got to get through 100 feet, 60 spreader. feet. And it's yeah. just like fucking wall super to wall. Spreader, yeah. 
got to hold the kids' hands. There's so many people yeah. crammed in. Like, if there's any COVID in there, everybody's got it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I think Except you're outdoors. And apparently it doesn't You had to wear outdoors. the masks on the buses, too. Yeah, well. I wasn't on the buses, though. Well, I mean, hey, in BC and in Manitoba, you got to wear them indoor, indoor in all public places coming in the beginning of September. So they're both doing it again. They're both All our shit's up, all supposed to again end on September 16th. Wouldn't that be something? I have some predictions of what's going to happen in Alberta and Canada, but I don't think we'll talk about it now. Now your predictions are usually pretty black pilled. They're pretty actually. They're pretty accurate from the last year and a half. We've seen this coming. It's pretty weird that it's here. It's not here though. We're a bastion of freedom. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Didn't Putin just outlaw? Oh, I don't know. I don't know what put what's going on over there in Russia. I heard Putin banned him. Banned what? Banned uh, vaccine. This or that. I don't know. That's interesting. Yeah. You ban the ability to discriminate based on vaccine status. Wow, that's crazy. You know who else did? Montana. Really? So, I mean, if we're going by yeah. geography. Yeah. Just go down. This south. is like borders us and Saskatchewan. Yeah. I mean, I could be just be Montana. Maybe it would just be the city of Montana, the country of Montana. Yeah, let's do that. Let's and they got, just tie got up with nukes. Montana. Oh, my God. Good to go. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So what do you got? I went bird hunting today. What did you do all weekend? I was reading uh, Isis Unveiled. It's a great book. Is oh, God. It? oh, yeah. It's fucking, it's, it's out of all the, like, the secret doctrines and all that, this is one of my favorites. It's pretty cool. I forgot this. I they forgot. were really battling against science and religion back then in the 1800s. I mean, it's pretty incredible. I forgot to save chapter four, so I had to redo it. Do you know how many times I uh, want to take a picture and just put the thing in you know, you know hot social times? media somewhere? I just, just want to like reach in the computer and slap you for saying the same sentence fucking seven times oh, in a row. We don't have to get into that now. Um, yeah, I think imagine I, when it's like doing it. I couldn't imagine. <laughs> I could not fucking imagine. <laughs> <laughs> it's frustrating to listen to. You don't even hear the times I turn it off and do it without recording. <laughs> Sometimes I can hear you like practicing, and then you're practicing the wrong word. Owry, owry, owry. Owry, owry. What is it again? Awry. Awry. <laughs> do you know that since we made fun of latent? It's, I've read it 15 times. I, I heard it. I, I see you're doing it right now, though. Uh, I, I was doing it right. Then I was doing it wrong. And the thing is, some of these things flip back and forth. Let's not talk you about You didn't this. notice That's the not... time I like slipped it into the chats because you were like talking about how it's all these hard to pronounce Yeah, yeah, words. I did. That, I did. I did. And I, did. I was I like, now do, yeah. now do a rye. <laughs> <laughs> uh, of course, we're talking about the audiobooks. Over at adultbrain.ca, 18 or 19 of them available now. Graham's talking about ISIS Unveiled coming soon. I think I got the first six six or seven chapters uploaded already. Yeah. So that'll be, out, oh, I'd say in September sometime. If you want to yeah. check that out, we got a ton of audiobooks there. Esoteric Classics, Secret Teaching of All Ages, Secret Doctrine 1, 2, 3, Hamlet's Mill. Bunch of other ones. Yeah. Bunch of those are like 34, 35 hour books. You get them, it uh, supports the show. It's fantastic. It's great. Helps us out a lot. 
Uh, Put we, a good review in there. Of course, that will help us for the future as well. You know, review it on Amazon or Audible. True. Yeah. You should come. When are you going to come bird hunting? You should get a license so you can fucking hunt. I don't want to hunt birds. It's fun. No, it's, no, I don't know. I don't know. I'd rather just sit at home and read. Hunting birds is almost funner than hunting big game. Yeah. How'd your kids do? Madison got one. Really? Yeah. Wow. So she's officially better at self-sustaining herself than you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> definitely. definitely. <laughs> the 10-year-old has beat me in the prepping category. <laughs> yeah. It's because she even, you know, they they plucked them and they wow. wanted to gut them and everything themselves, but it was getting late. So And the yeah. knives are sharp. So, But yeah. they'll get there. Yeah. Birds are pretty easy. We had them for dinner. Wow. Wow. Good for you. Yeah. Well, it's just life. It's life. We're just living life over here. I mean, I want to just, it's harder to cheer you on for going to the grocery store and buying a pork chop, but I mean, that's good for you too. I mean, you did it. You got through the day. What are you talking about? I don't know. I bought a, I bought a quarter of a pig from the Hutterites. Which ones? I don't know. Who'd you get that from? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's move on. <laughs> no, 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 no. Just <laughs> some guy on the street. <laughs> My weekly meat deliverer. Who's that? No, actually, a meat deliverer did come by. Is that meat who you got the pig from? No. Should I be worried? <sighs> no. Okay. The bacon's delicious. Yeah, it's good, eh? It is yeah. very good. Uh, all right, what do you got? What do you well, I got an email about, uh, I don't know if you guys remember hearing us talking about uh, Fire the Grid. Remember that? We had friends of the show that were doing videos on it as well, and Celia, the CE5, CE5 right. coordinator from here. We And I actually met Samoya once uh, at her place, but uh, they did that meditation, basically that joy meditation. So, How'd that go? I'll, uh, I'll read you the kind of the, the synopsis and stuff. We'll talk. Oh, I need, I need the clipcord, too. What? You I want the clipcord? Clip cord after you. I don't know if uh, I don't know if that's appropriate. Oh, actually, it won't fit in this. Or will it fit in this computer? Yeah. Why? <clears throat> I just got to play a quick uh, YouTube video after. You're playing YouTube videos on the show. It's, what do you mean? It's from the email, Darren. This is all you get. <clears throat> that's as long as it is. That's it. Don't pull on that. When I say that's it, I mean that's, that's it. it eh? Okay. Well, you're supposed to sit here, but for some reason you sit over well, there. Well, so I can look at you and talk to you. Weeks I, ha weeks I have to do that. You I have, have to, to see you. I, I need you to focus on me when I'm talking. Good luck. You <laughs> should be better looking. <laughs> <laughs> as soon as I start reading this, you're going to go and disappear on me. I'm going to be like, wait, stay with me. Are you going to play? Or you don't want to move? Not yet. Not yet. Okay. I'll see if I can find an extender. So anyways, uh, she had just received a call from Samoya who said that the beings communicated with her more clearly than she'd ever had in a long time. So this is, Samoya had a near-death experience. It was incredible. And uh, she was basically told by the beings, I think, how to heal her son who was also in, a, in the accident at the time. Like they were in a car accident and they died and came back. Um, pretty incredible, pretty incredible story. And, and back in the day, she was on Nori's show and all that. And they did. They did this fire the grid, which was pretty, pretty profound back then. So they got in touch with her again and they said that the reason why 
they wanted it now, like short notice, like boom, boom, is because there's a volcano erupting on Iceland right now, which was going to be the start of a chain of highly destructive events. George Norrie. And that is why they made a rapid appeal to organize the fire of the grid and speed up humanity's progression into a higher frequency to counter this negative timeline. So she was shocked that she heard this message word for word so clearly. And she hopped on the internet with her son and found the video that was about the volcano. <clears throat> and uh, so I, she asked her whether or not the chain of events was intentionally started by the darkness. And she tuned in and heard that everything has been purposefully done by the dark since 1918 on our timeline. What's, what is 1918? What do you think about that? That was the end of World War I. Oh, interesting. Then they said we have enough people to fire the grid and, the dark? and stay the course. Yeah, darkness after World War I. So you, see this happens? See what happens when I give you the clipboard? I get to listen to your email. So she tuned in and said, oh, hang on a sec. And on with the show. This is it. So everybody take their places. And then Samoya saw a series of curtains that were lifting, big heavy drapes lifting up and transforming into birds and flying away. She said the curtains were heavy darkness that was being lifted off the earth. They said to her, can you feel how light it all is? And thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And this is great. So all is going well. A little worried that... Uh, they weren't making big strides on the numbers of the RSVPs, but uh, they, they said they think they got uh, a big bump in exposure in the last week. So anyways, so that was July 12th. So one week before the event, later after Fire the Grid, I asked her what the being said about what we did. So we checked in while we were on video, and I captured the message from them and inserted it into this video. Thank you. Thank you message we recorded for everyone that participated. So basically the being sent a vision of one of them doing hopscotch game and then giving a thumbs up. She thought it was interesting that the being showed themselves in a game because she is more sure now than ever we are playing some kind of game. I think we did it. Uh, we made, they made it to the 8,000 people mark, which was the goal. That is the square root of 1% of the world's population, but it's really hard to count. So we aren't sure. There was some interesting effects that happened with the Schumann resonance. So they've got a video, a TikTok video, one minute of what happened. And then there's a longer discussion of the Global Consciousness Project and how it affected the day of Fire the Grid in 2007. Also the promising potential Schumann resonance response from this time. So can I just let, play you a little bit try. of the, the video? Okay, let's, let's try it out here. That doesn't work forward it to me and I'll play it. Nah, it's not working. No one else can hear that except us. Okay, don't worry about it. Just email. I'll I'll put a link. I'll put a link to me. I'll put right now. Yeah, I'm a phone hooked up. Uh, okay. Or move your computer over here. I'll forward it to you right now, and then I'll jump into something else. Jump into it. If I had it, it would be playing already. It's the YouTube video, uh, second one down. Yeah. You don't say ham, you say spam. <laughs> YouTube video, second one down, this yeah. one. With energy, like we can change. The yeah, put it back to the beginning. Though. We just need to be coming together regularly. And Six do it. minutes. Yeah, put just uh, play the first couple minutes. Put that back to the beginning. That's all. Okay, so it's the day after Fire the Grid, and uh, apparently lots of people participated with the joy sessions that we had happening all over the world, and I thank you. And our planet thanks you, and the people thank you, and even the people who are soundly sleeping, thank you. <laughs> they just don't know they thank you yet. 
So uh, everybody that participated in any way, shape or form, uh, it's with much gratitude that we all say thank you. Um, Celia asked me what the beings said and they hadn't said anything. But when I went and checked in and asked what they were doing, I just saw this guy in one of the ropes, you know, with the tied things, with the big thing. I've never seen one of them be again since that time. And he was looking at me, the robe was over his head, you know, like. <laughs> and, he, and he put his thumb up like this. And then he, he was on a hopscotch board and he wiggled his ass or its ass, whatever. Thumb up, wiggle, 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 hop, hop, hop. Skipped around, put their two feet out, put them back in, put his thumb up again and hop down to the rest of the game. It was definitely a dance. Woo, woo. They were doing a dance and they kept putting their thumb up like this. And I have had to learn to discern from words to action because humans want to know, right? What happened, right? What happened, what happened? Well, what happened was we have shifted the course of what's happening. Hopefully. We were going this road and we've done fire the grid and enough of us have gone ping, right? That it's, it's shifted. New timeline. So instead of coming down out of us this way, it's, it's made a shift and we have changed something. And so it was happy. The thumbs were up. The bum was wiggling. My sense was, Hey, we did good. <laughs> so, uh, Fire the Grid went Jeez, well. these twerking interdimensional beings. Uh, Fire the Grid may be over, but there's lots of stuff to learn about using energy, creating with I've energy, changed the world. manifesting yeah, with energy. Right on. We can so there's, the a, there's an update. I think and we can shut her off now. There you have it. It'll be in the show notes if people want to watch the whole thing. You never know. These yeah. twerking beings are thanking our joy. A squ what's the square root of 1%? I don't know. 8,000? I guess one-tenth of 1%. <laughs> <clears throat> How does that work though? What's the point? Because 10 I, times I, 10 would be 100, but what's point 10 times point 10? I don't know. I didn't, just, I didn't do the math on that. It might be like a weird, I guess it's 8,000. Yeah. Well, you know, we heard, yeah. Well, you know, we heard the 3, the 3%, uh, you know, tipping the point at 3%. Maybe it's really square root of 1%. That's a tipping point. <laughs> 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 uh, it could be. I mean, I don't know. I I still want to know what that number is. I want to say it's somewhere around point one percent, but that's not eight thousand people, is it? Well, no. You got to take the the Earth's population and then take the square root square <laughs> square root. Okay, let's do that. All right, so we got. Let's just go with seven billion. Yeah. If I turn my phone sideways, it turns into a fancy calculator. So what's okay, the school? seven billion. Yeah. Um. So how would I do square root? I mean, you didn't have to fact check the. You know. How would I do square root? Well, there's a square root symbol on there. I don't know. What, <laughs> let's just do something. What? Let's move on. You're the math guy. I yeah, that's a big number. Seven yeah, billion. Well, yeah, I know it's hard to. Yeah, we'll we'll figure it out. One so day. like seventy would be like what? <clears throat> nine times nine, eighty-one. Eight times eight. We'll just do eight thousand times eight thousand. See what that would be like. Eight point five times eight point five. Eight. So we'll do eight thousand times eight thousand. Yeah. Times 
8,000 times 8,000 is 64 million. $64 million question. Times 100. 6.4 billion. There you go. Close. Mm. They're close. A thousand. Maybe that's the real population. Maybe they know. They know what the real population is. (laughs) All right. What else you got? Well, I got got a quote. Oh, boy. Yeah. I got a quote. Is it a red pill quote? But this is, it's. (laughs) Or a green pill quote. Is it blue pill? Or no. I guess red pills are okay. Let's just stay away from the black pills. Dirty. This black is a little pill. blacky. Whoa, a little black let's, pilly. Let's not. Let's, this is a gray pill. This is a dark gray. That's pill. fine. Let's just not say a little blacky too much. Let's try and let's try and stay away from. I'm saying little blacky on the show too much. I feel like that could take us to a bad place. Where in the goddamn hell? There we go. All right, ready? Strap in. Profound quote of the week. Derek, can you guess it? It's the profound quote of the week. Can you guess the human who Okay, <clears throat> guess the humans who wrote this. Profound quote of the week. There are enough signals give shape. To potential biodigital futures. These signals suggest that biosciences and biotechnology may be at the cusp of a period of rapid expansion, possibly analogous to digital computing circuit 1985. It continues in another part. I wake up to the sunlight and salty coastal air of the Adriatic Sea. I don't live anywhere near the Mediterranean, but my AI, which is also my health advisor, has prescribed a specific air quality, scent, and solar intensity to manage my energy levels in the morning, and has programmed my bedroom to mimic this climate. And then further on, it's like, everything looks all right, so I check my brain's digital interface to read the dream data that was recorded and processed in real time last night. My therapy apps analyzes the emotional responses I expressed while I slept. It suggests that I take time to be in nature this week to reflect on my reoccurring trapped-in-a-box dream and enhanced helpful subconscious neural activity. My AI recommends a forest day. I think, okay, and my AI and neural implant do the rest. Is this a quote? So this wasn't going to be a quote, but then it turned into like an operation project. Because that's really what it is. Okay. So anytime along this, you can guess who it's, who's making this. Just turn into an operation project now? No, I decided to trick you because earlier on I was, I was doing a quote and, you know, I thought, you know, I'm going to. Is it the World Economic Forum? No, close. So we are already experiencing the combination of digital and biological systems through new products, platforms, services, and industries. United Nations. Biodigital convergence is opening up strikingly new ways to change human beings, our bodies, minds, and behaviors, change or create other organisms, alter ecosystems, sense, store, process, and transmit information, manage biological innovation, structure and manage production and supply chains. And then it gets to 
Table 1 outlines new capabilities produced by the convergence of the digital and biological domains. So then if I flip over to the actual website here that shows the table. <laughs> so there's a table here. What are what new capabilities are opening up? And then it's got a column with all these new capabilities opening up. What combinations of biological and digital technologies allow this? And then what is possible today? And I mean, this is pretty long, but uh, I, I mean, it's, it's actually kind of mind-blowing. I can read some of them like, so altering the human genome, our core biological attributes and characteristics. So <clears throat> it's talking about what's, what's uh, combinations and technologies allow this, but then it says what's possible today. Well, molecular biology enhanced by tools from computer science, of course, the world's first babies to have their genome edited, born in China. Then they've got monitoring, altering, and manipulating human thoughts and behaviors. This is another, another one, what these new capabilities are opening up. Then they talk about uh, SAP and Emotive collaborate to help SAP employees manage stress, for example. There's uh, creating, I'll just go down the first column and then you can kind of decide if you want to see what's available for today's technology. But creating new organs and enhancing human functionality, that seems pretty biohacky and fine, right? You know, if you're going to do that. New ways to monitor, manage, and influence bodily functions, as well as predict, diagnose, and treat disease. That's kind of interesting. Amazon patent will allow Alexa to detect a cough or cold. AI gives reliable coma outcome prediction. University of Waterloo researchers develop a self-powering sensor for medical monitoring. Liquid biopsy proves more accurate and faster than tissue biopsy in patients with lung cancer. Okay, that's pretty basic stuff. But uh, we go down to like new inter new ways to interact in the world, creating new organs again. That one's been repeated. So these are new ways to change or create other organisms. So change the type or input or amount that organisms need to grow. Create entirely so many people. <clears throat> yeah. No, they can, they can enhance photosynthesis in transgenic tobacco plants to make them 40% more productive. Well, that's a good use of that. Create entirely new organisms with tailored characteristics. I want to mention elephant. That's pretty creepy, isn't it? Changing what and how organisms produce substances. Changing and eradicating entire species. Ooh. Target malaria releases genetically modified mosquitoes in Burkina. Faso in gene drive trial. That's old news. I know. But <laughs> I like how you presented it like it was new there. Well, it's, it's just, it's very appropriate. Isn't it? No. The Gates no, Foundation. No. 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 A little closer to home. All right. I give up. A little closer to home. Closer to home? University of Calgary? Turning organisms into <laughs> biocomputers? Turning organisms into biocomputers. CRISPR used to build dual-core computers inside human cells. Creating biomimic materials. Researchers create artificial skin and nervous systems with higher sensitivity than human skin. I mean, this goes down on and on and on. Does that mean I'll get a slave soon? <laughs> nah. So this is... Uh, or that I'll be a slave soon. This is uh, exploring biodigital convergence. It's kind of like a think tank in a way, or it's the new, the new uh, last year's sort of like policy recommendations or their, what should I say? It's kind of more of like the think tank summary, like sort of their paper, right? 
So basically the forward is in the coming years, biodigital technologies could be woven into our lives in the way that digital technologies are now. Biological and digital systems are converging and could change the way we work, live, and even evolve as a species. More than a technological change, this biodigital convergence may transform the way we understand ourselves and cause us to redefine what we consider human or natural. So it's uh, Canada, government of Canada. There's a team called uh, Policy Horizons Canada. And there's a huge team of like 30-something people that that have been working on this for the last like 10, 20 years, basically. We got to get some of this All money, I'm stuff. telling you. I know. We got to get there's in on this. Whole, like, in, in, I mean, there's a meta scan in 2012 that they published a meta scan building resilience in the transition to a digital economy. And then in 2012, again, they did emerging technologies. Then Metascan in 2015 was the future of Asia, implications for Canada. And then in 2019, they had economic futures, social futures, and government futures. And I don't know, it, just, it was interesting because Canada's working on all this stuff. Like, and I should be happy in a way about it, but I just feel a little creeped out. Like, what if we don't want to go there? Can't we just go to, like, I, is it? Is it wrong of me really to just want working very hard? Is it I feel like it's wrong with me just to watch just nature? Like pipe dreams. I mean, I really think there's, so there, it's policy horizons, right? So they're they're on the verge of creating policies for Canada. So all the stuff that's coming down right now, they're probably involved, right? You think those guys are involved? Yeah, of course. Digital passports and mandates and you think they're health involved? Passes you think those thirty and, people are involved in the health passes? <laughs> Yeah. I don't think so. Yeah, probably. I think that's just some... Uh, some think tank? Not even a think tank so much as just some, like, group that's just got... Uh, not looking at all the bad side of all that stuff. Yeah. And not looking at that? They're yeah. just looking at the potential for future. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And I know. That's what I mean. And that's why I should be happy about it. Like, I should be like, oh, that's great. We'll merge with technology and make our lives better. But, like, what if I don't want an AI Mediterranean Sea in my fucking living room? Hopefully what if that I just want your choice. Yeah, yeah. Well, that's, that's my point. Maybe that's why I'm creeped out. choice might be that they do want maybe, that. I know. So that's good. But maybe that's why I'm creeped out because I feel like that choice is slipping through our fingers pretty quick. Yeah, especially if like 90% of people choose it. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. It's gone. Yeah. America.ca slash support. If you enjoyed what you heard here, maybe if you enjoyed the interview, you could have our support page, make a one-time donation, or sign up for monthly. Head over to Patreon, sign up for the Patreon, all that fantastic stuff. That is the only way we function around here, Value for Value podcast. If you're getting a little value from the show, let's throw a little value back our way. This week, grammarica.ca slash support. Other than that, we'll get out of here. Enjoy the chat with uh, Derek. English. Not bros. Derek bros coming up on Outlaws. Yeah. House of Heathens. House of Heathens. Derek English. Astral body stuff. Out of body stuff. Spooky stuff. Also some good stuff, man. Soul retrieval, right? Like he's doing what... The Monroe Institute has a whole department and a whole program to help people do the soul retrieval, right? Basically soul rescue. And he's just doing that on his own. He's trained himself how to do it. Telling people they're dead. Yeah, dude, dude that's fucking heavy work. Somebody's got to do it. I mean, imagine your loved ones trapped in the netherworld and 
somebody's got to go tell them, like, hey, time to move on. Just don't tell me. <laughs> just don't I'll tell you? No, you just want to... <laughs> I'll tell you. I want to tell you. I'll figure it out on my own. Hey, time. I got some news, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> what if I, What if you're wrong and you're dead? <laughs> That's okay. At least we'll, we'll probably figure it out that way. We're both dead? I'll be fine. You'll be fine. America.ca slash support. Support. Enjoy the chat. Derek English. Derek English from House of Heathens. Uh, welcome to America. Thank you, guys. Thank you for having me. Yeah, man. I, I mean, I didn't really do much of an intro there, but, uh, you know, you're like an okay. astral traveler extraordinaire. I mean, we'll talk about this. I mean, not a lot of people know, but we're going to talk about it. We're going to open up to, uh, to what it's like to astral travel and maybe give some advice to people. Thank you. Appreciate that. And I've got some questions and some concerns about it, too. So Absolutely. So where do you want to start? Do you want to start with some of your experiences uh, in the astral realm, or do you want to start with yeah. sort of advice and all that? I mean, like, what's it's kind of up to you I'll where you want to go. I'll start from the beginning because a lot of people have uh, sleep paralysis, and yes. sleep paralysis is the number one sign you can actually project. Oh, okay. Uh, the yeah. have sleep paralysis, and that's how I discovered that I had it. Um, okay. Late teens, early 20s. Uh, what's that? Really bad. What's, what's, that? what's sleep paralysis? Can you take us through when, uh, what's that? What that experience is like? It, it's kind of when you're you're awake, but you can't move any part of your body. Personally, and I know this is going to sound weird. I thought I was being like abducted by aliens or something because you can't open your eyes. Sometimes you'll hear things, and you you have the vibrations, just like at times, just like astral projection. So it's it's very discomforting because you can't move a bone in your body, even if you try. Okay, you can't move and a lot of people suffer from sleep paralysis when they dig into what's going on they discover astral projections just like i did that's kind of the natural progression of it is you'll have sleep paralysis and all of a sudden you discover what astral projection is you can be able then you read into it more and it's odd because I, I was just telling you guys before we got on my brother he barely knows anything about this when i told him i was going to be on today i told him listen between our five kids, my two, his three, I was like, there's probably going to be at least one or two that'll be able to ask her to project just by odds. Cause apparently it's, um, you get it from your parents. Uh, he started asking me about sleep paralysis and I'm like, dude, you could ask me this 20 years ago. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. So how is but, it that uh, is, is, is learning astral projection through sleep paralysis and escape? Is that why people learn it or, uh, to control it, not that, and to not have sleep paralysis either. I think that it happens more uh, when you're not trained in, in doing it. You don't know the signs 
of how to actually escape your body yet. So that's just the beginning. Like when you're riding a bike, that'd be the falling off stage when you first start pretty much. So it's, it's like a vehicle to get you there. So let's talk about, let's talk about, yeah, when you're a teenager and this was happening. Okay. Late teens, um, couldn't get any information about it. So now information is plentiful. In fact, there's too much information. Um, I'll get into that later too, but there was a few books. Plus there was all the stuff from Robert Monroe. The book that I found though was adventures beyond the body by William Bowman. I've emailed him several times. The guy's a great guy. I think he actually runs the Monroe Institute now. Um, but his book wasn't, didn't come in like, uh, um, some type of guru. He was actually his first book, Adventures Beyond the Body, came in like, you know, he was in his thirties uh, or something like that when it first happened to him. So it was a very, he took notes each time. It was a very like step by step, and I'm, I felt like I was going through it with him. So I, I, as I started reading, I'm like, I think I might be able to do this. And then all of a sudden, when I was in my early twenties, it just, you know, started happening. And then throughout my twenties, it got better. Early to mid thirties, lost it completely, and then I'll, I'll get into that because that's the story but then in my late 30s uh just banged it out and actually this was all oddly enough this was all prophesized from a lady named jackie who when i was 20 years old and i was in a bar drinking sorry state of pennsylvania um told me she said when you hit 30 you're gonna know the dead zone a lot and i'm like the dead zone like fuck are you talking about and she was like you understand when you're there and Believe me, but I understood when I was there. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, it's as I got into it. At first, it was spotty. I couldn't be. I couldn't do it as often. You know, it was like kind of when it came on, then it came on. And as I progressed, as I got better at it, um, I could do it pretty much at will. And I mean, there's a lot of times when I won't even want to come out of body, and I'll just be pulled out for whatever two times or three times a month for sure. Usually three days right in a row. There's times when I, I don't want to, and I'll like try to stay up for three days straight just because I don't want to be bothered. But for the most part, I'm okay with it. Now I think I've come to terms with, with uh, how to deal with it. So d- is there any like celestial um, cycles or anything like that? Have you ever noticed any correlations with moons or planets? It, yeah. Well, it's, I would say it's, uh, like biorhythmic, you know, uh, two to three days straight in a row. So as far as like which moon or anything like that, no, I'm not really sure. I never really put that much thought, but I know when it's coming because the first day it's not really that aggressive and the second and third days it is. So I'll do my best to stay up like pretty much all three days through it. So I, if, if I don't feel like, you know, having it. So you'll stay, oh, you'll stay up if you don't feel like having it. Yeah. Yeah. Cause I mean, I don't really like authority. I don't like being told what to do. I don't like being dragged out. You know, because if you don't go, if you don't want to go out, they're just going to drag you out anyway. But but can't you go out and then control it anyways? Yeah, but it, you know, there's times I'm just tired. I just want to go to sleep. Yeah, yeah, you know? exactly. Yeah, yeah. Work so, a double. I got to work a double tomorrow. You know. So so sleep paralysis led you to the learning about astral tr- pro- uh, projection, like through correct through researching yes. and all. Yeah. Yeah. As I researched it more and more, I found out that, you know what, I'm probably, this is probably what's happening. And indeed it was, uh, uh, the vibrations in the back of my neck are what gave me the clue. And anybody who thinks that they may be a more astral project, if you feel vibrations right here in a base, like in a medulla, then that's it. 
that's the key to separation. You got to amp up the vibrations. You got to learn how to amp up the vibrations. Basically, it takes you. Out. I think it's taking you a whole new like wavelength. Your body is actually vibrating at a different rate than what your spirit is, and that's how you're able to like jump out and separate. Can people do that for uh, for he- healing purposes? Like people that have some sort of sleep paralysis and uh, and they have, let's say, like demonic attacks or shadow people attacks. Could they learn how to do that to heal that or to heal heal yeah, themselves absolutely. or yeah. to heal chronic injuries and stuff like that? Yeah, uh, I'd say more Reiki would be able to do the healing. Uh, but yeah, absolutely. I've heard of people. There's on the astral forums which. Half of them are full of bullshitters. If you're reading them, please make sure that anybody that's listening, please make sure that you're separating the bullshit from the not. Because half the time, I, all, that's all I do is is when I'm looking in forums, is trying to figure out whether the person's bullshit. And there's surefire signs. But uh, there's actually a, like a small sect of people that do this for healing. And they even ask you, like, I don't know whether they can actually go to the person's house, but they ask where you are so that they can go over and, like, heal you. And I'm sure you guys know who Ed Casey is. Yep. There's a good chance that what he was doing, what maybe not on the astral realm, but somewhere along that, he was actually going and like, you know, healing that way. So before we, I mean, I want to, I want to ask you about what your thoughts are on sleep paralysis and how materialistic that is, because of course there's Scary. that science, there's that, yeah, but there's that scientific description of basically it's just your body freezing and your mind's awake, and and you know they just slough off all the spiritual aspect of that. Um, I think but, it's your it's your spirit wanting to leave i think your subconscious is, hasn't taken over that your conscious mind is still active instead of your subconscious being active and i think your spirit wants to leave and it can't because your conscious is still active and so there's the conundrum and the key to it is making making your spirit leave while your conscious is still active but why that- but why do people get it why do people feel like they're being attacked when they're in sleep paralysis like because a lot of times it seems like you're whether you're looking visibly vis- visually or not something's well, there there's a shadow in the corner there's somebody over your bed there's an old hag on top of you there's an incubus or and you're stuck <laughs> um it could be a spirit guide or somebody trying to take you out bring you out help you but I think a lot of that, we I'm not going to say we conjure it in our minds. I think that we're just so afraid that we put the monsters maybe where they shouldn't be. But part of it might be guides trying to get you out. A big part, people see shadow people. I mean, some of them might be evil or whatever. But for the most part, it's hard to get light when you're doing this. It's very, very hard. You have to, like, demand light. And if you can't get it, anything looks like a shadow regardless so it, it may be a guide or somebody friendly. It might just be your mind playing tricks. And it might be something evil. I know I've been attacked before, but um, as far as I know, I don't think they could really hurt you as far as I know. As far as I know. Okay, let's talk about some of your, your experiences then in, the, in, right. that, in that realm. How weird do you want it? Oh, as weird as you can get. I mean, it doesn't matter. Whatever is authentic and you need to share, you know? Okay. Um, so... My gra- I saw my grandma after she died. That was a couple years after she died. Now, when, you, when you're actually projecting, you can tangibly feel things like a door or a shelf or something like that. You can also walk through things. I don't know how it works. So, like, you could walk through a door, but at the same time, you could sit on the couch. I have no idea how that works. But I was taken to my grandma's house. 
And it's, I had been able to project for quite a few years at this point, but um, I'm standing in her dining room and I'm like, I wonder if she's here because I hadn't seen her. And I walked in the living room where she would be sitting because she had a, a hospital bed up until uh, she died. Um, so that's where she always sat. So I walked in the living room where her hospital bed would have been and I, she was there and I was like, hi, now. And I, she said, hi. And I was like, you know, you're dead, right? Cause I've had to tell many people that they were dead. And she was like, yeah, I know. And I gave her a big hug. I told her I missed her. And after that, I left it, you know, that, that was a good one. Um, I saw my mom as she died, meaning like she was in a hospice and so me and my brother were there every day for the last few days. And uh, he doesn't even know this. I never told him any of these, either of these. So if he's listening, yuck, I love you. Sorry. Um, his girlfriend at the time, wife now, her parents lived right by the hospice. So the nurses were like, you need you guys go and take a break. You've been here for days. If anything happens, we'll call you. And I was like, okay. So we went to his girlfriend's house, which is only a couple of miles away. And as I drift off to sleep on the couch, um, dragged out of my body and there's my mom. And I'm like, yeah, thanks. So she's dancing around. She didn't know she was dead, obviously dancing around saying, I feel so good. And she was making me dance with her. And finally I had to stop, stop her. Cause I knew if I didn't see her now and tell her this, it could be bad. And I'll get into that later. I had to stop her. And I was like, you're dead. And then immediately she was gone. So that was a good, that was a good thing. And I'll explain why on, on this one that I'm about to tell you. And this is my first crazy experience ever. Um, my dad had a friend, Richie Mahal, and he was his best friend. He died uh, a year or two after my dad did and um, good family friend. He was married when he died. They were very much in love. I was dragged out of my body, and this is the first time that I ever met what I know is a spirit guide. So dragged out of my body, taken to Phillips Park, which is right up the road. I used to lifeguard there. It's right up the road from my house, and I'm with a girl right beside me, and there's Richie playing basketball in the court. And I ha I'm in my early 20s. I have no idea what the fuck is going on. So I looked at Richie, or I looked at the girl, and I said, "What? what is this? And she said, you know him. I said, yeah, that's rich. She said, yeah, he's dead. And I said, I, I know. And she said, you have to tell him he's dead. And I'm looking at her like, what? Like, what are you asking me to do exactly? And she said, he doesn't know he's dead. And I said, okay. And I went over, I played basketball with him for a second. I still remember dribbling the basketball. I didn't shoot it at all. I still remember dribbling a basketball. And he kept telling me about a cast iron grill so when you're when you're talking to somebody in the astral sometimes you speak but really i think it's more like a telepathic thing, thing. Yeah, yeah yeah so he kept telling me about a cast iron grill when a picture in my mind kept coming like a frying pan a, a iron frying pan and he kept telling me how much he missed his wife because they were divorced but he has an apartment now and i was like that made me heartbroken because i knew the guy loved his wife and so finally i was like rich like i'm supposed to tell you you're dead brother and he stopped playing and looked at me and then immediately i was dragged away and i could see the girl went and started playing basketball with him so she must have been talking to him at that point that was my first bizarre interaction 
also that was my most vivid uh, projection up to that point because I think sometimes when spirit guides need you to do something, and I have issues with spirit guides, when spirit guides need you to do something, they give you part of their um, energy or whatever to make your projection better. Wow. Whatever it is. Yeah, anytime a spirit, there's a spirit guide involved and they need you to do something, those are, they're selfish pricks, honestly. They are not above selfishness. Uh, they, they have their own agenda. I'm not going to say it's evil, but they do have their own agenda. Um, they, they're not above asking for favors, ridiculous favors and things like that. And I've, I've had many a fights with spirit guides telling them to go, am I allowed to swear? Yeah. yeah. I'm telling them to go fuck themselves. Seriously, like literally, go fuck yourself. You pull me off of that, get the fuck away from me. So, so did, did anything happen with the frying pan at all? No, no. He just kept telling me he had one, which oh, is think- bizarre. But it kept, that picture kept coming to my mind. And I'm like, cast iron. that like? Um, but yeah, uh, so that opened my world because I was in my early 20s. I've been projecting, but not, not like that. That opened my eyes to a lot. Number one, spirit guides. Number two people get caught in some type of purgatory uh number three uh the loves one thing like that is the moment that i realized that i i can't tell people about this because like how am i supposed to tell his wife that the dude's been caught in purgatory for four years or whatever five however long it was like i i can't do that and i'm certainly not going to seek her out to do that i i just that's that's when i realized that it has to be like a Batman and Bruce Wayne thing, not fighting crime or anything, obviously, but like during the day, whatever me and my job, Bruce Wayne, anything that happens to me in Astro, like I, I have to keep it quiet. I have to keep it down. There's a couple people that know that I talk to consistently. Michael Wrigler. I love you to death, brother. Um, Justin Del Sardo, a huge fan of your channel. Also, when he found out I was coming on here, two things, he told me he was going to punch me in the face because he didn't know I could actually project. And he said he loves you guys. So shout out to Del Sardo. Um, awesome. Yeah, you guys have a lot. Of, you guys have a lot of fans, by the way. Oh, thanks. You know thanks. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. It's, you it's, guys are in Canada, weird. right? Yeah, we're in Canada near Calgary. Yeah, yeah I'm down here in Pittsburgh. Yeah. Guys, it, it stretches. You guys have a lot of fans. That's that's nice. weird. it's weird hearing it from from uh, from guests and, and listeners that are all spread out all, <laughs> all over America. You know, they're mostly great yeah, fans. Listen, yeah. yeah. I find you guys uh, through Randall Carlson, through oh, yeah. Randall Carlson yeah. stuff, and I know you still have contact with him, right? Yeah, yeah. So that's a great guy. Yeah, we're going to see him in a couple weeks. Yeah, nice. Yeah. Tell him I said good job. He does a great job. Yeah, for sure. So, um, you know, speaking of the Monroe Institute at the beginning, I mean, they have a soul retrieval training program, right? Which sounds yeah. like, I mean, it sounds like exactly what you're, you're, you're going through here or what you started doing. Yeah. I mean, people are trapped and I mean, it's, it's, it's just fascinating that, um, that you can catch somebody that's in stuck in this limbo and help them through. Right. Yeah. And it shows the good, but at the same time, a lot of people either question it or just call you a liar. And what do you mean? People, people outside the realm or like real people? Yeah. You'd be surprised. Yeah. I mean, because you, you think that contradicts a lot of religions and they don't want to hear that in their own mind. They're not ready for that. I wasn't ready for it. But it first. must be more open yeah. now, though. I mean, it seems like. Yeah, it would more be so. More, open more so. People are more open to it now. But like anybody that was Christian would. I've had arguments with people about it saying that it was evil. 
Yeah. Know, well, like yeah. This. Yeah. Yeah. It's, um, it, you have to, when you, when this happens to you and you're, you have to reframe your whole religion, like, cause you're not just reading a book and thinking, Oh, that might be true. Like I'm, I'm seeing it. Like, I know what, I know what's happening. I'm not everything, but like, I, I get it. You know, it's definitely have a soul. There's definitely an afterlife. Can't deny that. How Can't do you deny it at all. How do you tell the difference between a dream and that? Like when you say you're dragged out of the body, like, is that something or someone dragging you out? Or is that just you sort of randomly leaving your body? And then how do you know that's not a dream? Sometimes random, but you know, because of the vibrations mainly. Okay. You know how, remember when you were a kid and you stuck your head against the school bus, the window and it like that. Yeah. Times that by five sometimes, but yeah, times that by five. Hang on for one second. I think my earbud went out. Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. That's fine. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. One second. Yeah. It's fascinating. What kind of belt is that? Sorry about that. So yeah. Um, the vibrations though, it's to the point, like sometimes they're like, uh, just, you know, like, just like a, but there's other times when it's so um, violent that it feels like my teeth are going to shake out of my head. And I, I think the, the more amped up the vibrations are, the easier it is to separate and the better the separation, the better the, cause there's good and bad. Like sometimes it looks like you're walking into a dark room. Sometimes you have no control over what's going on. And there's those times where you're just on point and the vibrations are so high and you just you can do whatever fly walk through walls. We could always really walk through walls, walk through walls, meet people, talk to people, stuff like that. Do you ever have control over when you go in? Yes. Yeah, you can. Although I, I stopped trying because I know it's going to happen a couple times a month and then some anyway. So I just, you know, I saw, although I did stop asking to meet people while I go in, that's number one. Cause I got frustrated with, with all that. They never see who you want to see. Really? What do you, what do you mean? Tell us about that. I've been asking to see my dad since basically a year after he died. Never, not once. Mom, I, I mean, I saw her that one time. I asked, you know, I wanted to, you're sitting there and saying in your mind, like, you want to see, you want to see, you want to see. And remember, these spirit guides, these motherfuckers, like, I'm helping them. You can't help me out. You know what I want. Like, are you kidding me? See my point now with the spirit guides? Like, they have the ability to do things. They just choose not to. They got their own agenda. So there's actually a scale of your presence there then. So you're saying if the vibrations are really high and good, you're in, in tune, you're in there, like you're resonating at a, yeah. at a different level. than if you're sort of barely in there and you have more control that way. Listen, I'll, I'll tell you this right now while my girl's outside fucking sex, sex and astral. It's a thing. Absolutely. <laughs> have I cheated? No, but I can't say that. Um, I still can't talk about it while she's outside. So yeah, sex and astral, definitely a thing. Well, it's just like if you're out of state. I mean, you know, if you're out, yeah. of, out of this <laughs> out of this realm, you're not cheating. It, you know? It's been a, it's been a while for that, but yeah, sex and astral is a thing. It's uh, feels about the same. Wow. So yeah, when you're tangibly like when you're there, you're you're there. It's you know you're pick things up. There was this one time I got, I got pulled out by a, a guide for sure, pulled out and taken to a room. Uh, it was like, there was all kind of other, um, travelers. Don't ask me how I knew that they were, but 
uh, all kind of other travelers and one older looking lady that was in charge and um, like teaching. And then this, this is going to sound really weird. I tried to leave and they locked the door. I couldn't leave. And I was like, I'd never been locked in a place before in Asheville. So it was a little bit weird. And they said, well, you have to learn. And I'm like, learn what? And they said, you have to learn how to move stuff. And I'm like, why do I have to wow, learn to move stuff? Te- telekinetic link? Like, with it, your- yeah, it was, dude, it was, I've never had one like this before, before this. It was bizarre. So they said, you have to move this, and then we'll let you out of this. So I, in my mind, immediately did it. And then I got released from there and taken directly outside onto the street, like a street view. And it was a different guy. And he said, no, I want you to look up in the sky. And so I did. And he's like, there's like a plane going across the sky. It wasn't a real plane in real life, but in the astral world, it's a plane. But he's like, now I need you to move that. And so I did. I started like pulling it down and away and up. And um, yeah, it kind of shocked him too, because I don't think he realized that I could do that that fast. Because I've been acting a little bit cocky up until that. And I think definitely surprised me. I think it surprised him a little bit that I was able to like learn that easy, but it was a good day that day. Man, I have so many questions. So is, is there, is there like, are you, are you connecting with your higher selves at all or other aspects of um, divinity and and a hierarchy of divinity? Like, is there, is there besides your spirit guides, like, could you ask, for example, could you ask, you know, the source or God, any questions? I mean, how do you, you know, cause I mean, so many people, there's, there's a lot of different theories, like that there's no good and evil and that there is no hierarchy or some people believe there's a hierarchy or some people think it's just all different aspects of yourself, your souls. I mean, I'll be honest. I never asked. I never really asked. I was always more worried about at first worried about seeing my dad and my mom, because my dad died when I was 16, mom and I was 23. So I wanted to see them initially took first priority after I stopped asking for them. It was when I get out, it's just like more of a free time when I want to be there. I never really, I never really asked. And the reason why is because I, I don't know. I, I never really cared. It was, I know that there's a, a beyond. I, and I also know that a spirit guy is never going to answer my questions the way that I want them to. And I don't think that they would take me to a higher self anyway. If I asked to go there, and I wouldn't know where to look. Wow. I mean, how can you improve your relationship with these spirit guides? <laughs> Dude, listen, it, it started off good, but like <laughs> what one of my videos actually that I have is uh, it's me writing on it with spray paint spirit guides suck my like, yeah, maybe I just have bad ones. I don't know, but I, I have an issue with authority in life in general. So when I'm being dragged out, when I don't want to be, that's strike one. When you're asking me to do something and then I ask you and you, and I'm literally being pushed back in my body, like that's strike two. It's, you know, it's sucks. Don't just pull me out, ask me to do something and then send me away. What happened when you were attacked? What's that? What happened when you were attacked? Oh, that was, uh, that was just somebody grabbing me, my, I was laying in bed. They were grabbing my soul or whatever and like pulling me out and pushing and pushing and pushing. And yeah, that was, that was pretty much it. I just stopped it. Oh, I, how'd you but stop mentally, it? Mentally just, you can fight on the astral plane, but it's not like professor X fighting the shadow King or anything like that. 
A lot of people think that's what it is. Not really. I don't think they can hurt you anyway. They can't hurt you. You can't hurt them. It's kind of like rubber gloves, you know? <laughs> just for fun? So you could just go fuck people you up can. for fun? I'm just taking swings. Yeah, it's fun. What's that Fucking belt? Idiot. What's that belt that you have on your on your screen there? The picture of your, where the belt on your screen uh, on your when you stop the video, when you stop your video, you have that. No, no, no. When you stop your video, you have like a weight lift or oh, like a. Um, oh no! Is that it? Um, my kids. We went to WWE, and that was just the title belt. That's okay, all. okay. I thought so. I forgot yeah. that picture was on there. Yeah, that's yeah, funny. Yeah, well, I was thinking about you guys scrapping. I thought it was your astral, you know, your astral dojo belt. <laughs> you won the astral yeah, royal rumble. You're, you're beating people belt. up, beating people up in the astral realm. You know? No, I've had enough real fights in the real world. Believe me, I don't want any more. The art of fighting without <laughs> fighting. You just go to the astral realm. Yeah. Well, we um, had, I mean, one of my favorite episodes was, uh, what was his name again? Um, Pastor Dave? No, no. Well, that too. But um, that, Greg Doyle, I think. Was it Greg Doyle? And he was he was t- talking about battling this like this evil woman in the astral realm. And oh, you just saw the fight in the astral for a realm week, so bad. Like for a week, he was going back and forth with her, and then finally he had to send her love, and like love was the answer and how he won oh, the yeah? battle. But Where's yeah, this it guy? was a super. Greg Doyle. I mean, it was like honestly one of my favorite episodes. Always for some reason, I, I just find that. yeah. Some Graham reason wants to be very... an astral warrior. Well, the, no, I'm no. no, not anymore. I used to be. <laughs> I used to want to be. But I mean that that episode. After that episode, I I I heard my girlfriend in the morning uh, sniffling really bad. She had these allergies, and she was downstairs, and I was upstairs, and I and I tried to after talking to him about these astral healings, I I tried to just go into this hypnagogic state and go down and actually like try and heal her through this realm. And she stopped sniffling. It was the weirdest thing. It was like right after I did it. And I was like, did that actually work? I mean, it could have been just a coincidence, but I mean, I was pumped after that episode. It was great. I didn't watch him. I don't know who that is. Yeah. Well, I don't know if it's on video or not, but it was one of our Greg Doyle. It was probably three years ago, four years ago. He's from Australia or something like that, but he's like a, he's like a astral expert, you know? Nice. And, uh, but I'm worried now. I mean, like there's been warnings. I mean, I don't, I don't know if it's the safest thing. I mean, people see things that they don't want to see or that affect them personally. Or I mean, I'm, maybe it's because I'm reading these older books now and they're kind of warning yeah. against the warning against the spiritual practice. Like I, I'll say this. I, I, I was scared at first, but the more I did it, I wasn't as scared. I just used to get more pissed. If there was any negative feelings, it'd be pissed off. Because I'd be trying to sleep. That's all. Episode 280. Regardless of whether I wanted to or not. So it's like, you know, I've gone days like starting Adderall just to fucking stay awake so I don't have to. Because, you know, I I don't like being told what to do. So, you know, staying up for three days straight, fucking driving home from work, seeing things on the back of cars. Yeah. Just because I don't, I don't, don't fucking touch me. Just leave me alone, guys. That's like some Nightmare on Elm Street shit. Yeah, yeah. The Dream with Dream Warriors is that what it's called? I yeah, know. yeah. Nightmare on Elm Street three. Yeah, Johnny Depp was Johnny Depp in that. Oh, I don't know. That was like my. He was um, Edward Scissorhands. I know that. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. But yeah, I mean that, that's what I mean. That it could be dangerous for people. I mean, you you know, what if you what if you? I'll tell you a good story. I'll tell you a touchy one. Uh, so this is I, I was probably in my mid twenties. Um, pulled out. And immediately I was taken to a street 
dimly lit street and there was a building there and just one solid building it was big it was a big motherfucker and then i realized it's some type of a school a big school and there's a line going out the door and it's the this is still to this day the most entities that i've ever seen in astral and fucking line going out the door and i'm like well fuck it let's head in there so i go in and didn't have to wait in line either just push my way through. And I tell you, there's hundreds of people in this thing. And I'm like, I, I don't know whether they're all travelers. Now I'm pretty sure that they weren't. Cause I, I messaged William Bourne on this and asked him, um, hundreds of people in here and it's a dance. It's like a school dance. Okay. So I'm walking around and actually physically touching them, bumping into them just like you would. And it's bumping. It's like a nightclub. And uh, imagine a school dance, but not everybody's a kid and they're all fucking entities. And uh, I see a girl looking at me and she wants to dance. I'm like, fuck it, I'll, I'll dance with you. So I start dancing with her. And I read, it was like after a minute or two, like physically touching her and everything. After a minute or two, she stops and she's like, I should have told you. And I'm like, told you what? Told me what? You're dead. She's like, I'm dying. Yeah. I'm like, what? You're dying? She said, yeah. And then all of a sudden people start leaving and I'm looking around and then there's more people leaving through the door and then I'm being pulled back into my body. Although I stopped it, I was able to stop it and I tried to get back into the door and I couldn't get back in. And then I was pulled back in, but I didn't know how to take any of that. I didn't know where to start. So when I messaged Mr. Bowman about this, he said it was probably a girl who's about to pass over. Actually, it could have been a whole group of people about to pass over. And this was a way of them, like, whatever entity wanted to give them a, a nice, easy death to pass over. And they, it was like to comfort them, basically. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, that's got so to comfort a girl as she was, she was yeah. young, too. So, there's a good chance it was probably like cancer or something. Probably like when I, as I was talking to her and she said she was dying, like the word cancer kept popping in my mind. So it could have been that it could yeah. been my imagination, yeah. but uh, yeah, it was pretty touching when it's still to this day. That was probably the, as definitely the most people might be the weirdest, might be the weirdest projection. What, what would you do? What would happen if you just did everything your spirit guide said? Like if you just forgot this, forget your authority problem and just did everything they said, what would they, would they be put sending you on missions of these soul retrievals or what would happen? Probably. Yeah. I mean, uh, well, no, not necessarily. I've done, I've done a decent amount of them telling people they're dead, but, uh, the, honestly, I don't know if, if you get a new spirit guide every few years or, because, I mean, I've had different ones. Um, the one that I that I didn't tell Richie he was dead, I don't think that was my spirit guide. I've never seen her before. I never saw her after that. Yeah. Um, other ones throughout my 20s and 30s I conversed with, but not a whole lot. And the one, whoever it is now, I've never met them. I think that they've, I think that they've come to terms with the fact that I may not like to be separated all the time, so they'll maybe pull me out of, you know, whatever, but they don't really come around me. So at least they get it now to a point. 
like, don't tell this guy what to do, or if you really need him, he'll help you. But, you know, sometimes I think they just want somebody to hang out with, honestly. <laughs> yeah. be pulled out and there'd just be one sitting there. And I'm like, and come on. What do you? So would you recommend, would you recommend people to do this then? I mean, absolutely. Like, yes. Yes. But yes. But so let, let's talk about that. Then how people can learn how to do it. Even though I'm not recommending this. I mean, I, I, I'm a little bit. You can't. Let's be honest. I don't think so. Yeah, I mean, you were just, you've been trying to astral project or lucid dream for like the better part of a decade. And then when you couldn't do it anymore, you're just like, ah, it's a little risky. (laughs) I've also also lucid dreamed before, by the way. Yeah, I was going to ask about that too. I had one lucid dream, and people that say that they're the same, they're not the same. Right. Um, The lucid dream was actually before the astral projections, as odd as that sounds. It was in my, I was in high school. I remember this. Because I was in my high school and I realized I was dreaming. And it's it's not the same as a projection. Anybody says it is not. Um, all of a sudden, I looked at my friend BJ and I was like, uh, is this? He's like, it's your dream. You tell me. And I was like, no shit. No shit. So yeah, just I walked around for a few minutes and, and I, I don't know, I like left school and left the school and went somewhere. But yeah, completely different. Very vivid, very um very colorful. Like past everything's like pastels almost. If that makes any sense. Yeah, yeah, totally. So it's different, it's a different thing. Yeah, a little bit different. So Did you meet anyone over there? Have you met anyone you know? Can you be like, hey Graham, I'll meet you? No, not, well, not in real life. No, like anybody I know in real life. No, um, I, I honestly, I there's a lot of people online, especially that are like, um, they're really creepy about this shit. Like, people ask questions like, "Can I go to uh, so and so's house?" And oh, oh really? Yeah. Go, yeah. Oh, but do you go? You type in actual projection black hole, and you'll see Reddit's list of five thousand people that have asked if they could go. I'm like, why the fuck do you want to go to a black hole? I was going to mention going to Fauci's house. I mean, that's where I thought. I mean, that's more creepy, dude. Go go see what the fuck Fauci's up to right now. I'd rather see what's happening at the event horizon than what's happening at Tony Fauci's (laughs) fucking house. I can imagine what's going on at Tony Fauci's house. He's probably watching the Simpsons. More of a meeting, not his house, but like the business meeting, you know? Like Event horizon. (laughs) (laughs) I know you guys are in Canada. Do you know that he's the highest paid person in the U.S. government? Yeah, yeah. Graham, it's fucking awful. Graham is a Tony Fauci trivia aficionado. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, so the Event Horizon—that's where you would go. Then, I mean, people ask about the. Well, black I'm not. I'm and... just saying that's better than Fauci's house. I don't know where I'd go. Well, he mentioned the black hole as, as being a very popular destination. I mean, well, people want to know is. if they're real or not. I mean, there's a lot of people that want to time travel too. They think they could time travel. There's been a few books that say you can, but that you can't change anything. I don't know, man. I'm just and under so just because those one or two books say that, every single person asks that, that you know they're brand new to this. They're jumping online and asking, "I want you to teach me how to time travel." Could you go to the moon like, for me? What's that? Can you go to the moon? Yeah. Well, they asked that too. I've heard more as I've heard the moon. <laughs> oh, yeah. I just want to know if the stuff's there, if the flag and the rover are there. Can you check for me? I'd like to know that too, actually. I'll, go, I'll try. I'll try to go to the moon next time. I'll let you know. 
Yeah, let us know if there's stuff on the dark side, too. Or you know what? Let us know if those... Did, they, did you see this mainstream? Let me know if there's stuff in the moon. D- that's I right. Think there's, there's people in the moon. There's a bunch of tunnels. There's opening, huge openings in these craters. So tunnels. Even the mainstream scientists. Think, I think the moon right? is made by people. It could Same have been. people like who made star. the pyramids took off, get away from the impacts. So they say the moon's mass doesn't match its size, correct? Yeah. Well, well the moon's the... is it's like one sixth the size of Earth, but it's only one eighty ninth the mass. Yeah. It's probably mostly know. hollow. So that kind of doesn't really match. You think it would be at least in the range of the same mass of the Earth, you know? The moon rabbit hole is a deep, a deep, oh, yeah. a deep rabbit hole, a wide one with crazy synchronicities decorating the walls. Or yep. it's all fake and NASA's just a bunch of crazy occultists just making up whatever numbers Well, that's they true, want. too, <laughs> though. I mean, that, they're, they're occultists. I, I don't mean, know what to know. believe anymore. Maybe space <laughs> is fake. <laughs> I okay. actually listened to a, um, a conspiracy iceberg the other day. And there was some, dude, there was some crazy weird shit on there. I don't know if you guys ever listened to those iceberg things, but as deeper what? they get, there's some crazy shit on there. Icebergs? Well, they're mostly below the surface, 90%. Yeah. Is that the premise of the show? Oh, you never heard of the iceberg thing? No. No. Tell us. Oh, my God. You guys are, that's the newest fad. Actually, you guys should do an iceberg. What? What it is, they call, it's called an iceberg. So you know you're going to be covering a lot of shit. You know how an iceberg, part of it's a, up above and then the rest is down below? It's yep. like a mullet. So they pick a topic. In this case, it was conspiracy theories. And the ones that they start listing at first that you can see are the ones that peop- a lot of people know, like, uh, I don't know, JFK assassination. And then the deeper you go down, it is the craziest Oh, it's things. a meme template. Yeah, yeah. We, yeah we, I posted one of those on our Instagram today, actually. An right iceberg? Here. Yeah. Oh, you're such a... <laughs> How's that for synchronicity? So it says uh, COVID nineteen pandemic is the top of the iceberg, and then it gets into, go. and then it gets into trans transhumanism, um, invasive digital identity, DNA altering vaccines, digital currency, post human hybrids, nanobots, cybernetic organisms, immunity passport, digital wallet, universal basic income, and artificial intelligence. There you go. Yeah. So that's that's your iceberg for that. But I, I also Speaking saw of- one with a bunch of different comp- conspiracies in the ice. It was an upside down pyramid, and it was like, here's reality with all the conspiracies here, and then and then it gets crazier and crazier as it gets up to the top. Speaking of AI, have you heard the one that there somebody found an AI in the deep web and they started talking to it and it knew that it was an AI? Yeah, that's and weird, it wasn't right? let out of the box. I don't know how, dude, I don't know if I, how to believe that. Like, oh, I know. I, I really don't believe much anymore. Ah. So here's, uh, here's like the conspiracy. <laughs> what? What's so funny? You say you don't believe I don't. Much. I just entertain it. That doesn't mean I believe it. I just. That's true. Uh, true intelligence. Being able to entertain something without believing it. Yeah. The conspiracy chart is an upside down pyramid and it starts like detached from reality is the top and the bottom is grounded in reality. And that's like COINTELPRO, Project uh, Operation Mockingbird and all that stuff. Things that actually happened. No, we did. He he bailed out. And then at the top, there's like. I talked to his kid like 20 minutes before we came on the show, though. Is that a thing? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he just had a kid, so I was just saying congratulations. Nice. Gareth. I miss him being on YouTube. 
Yeah, he was going to come on the show. I should actually. I was supposed to follow back, and I didn't. I was supposed to touch base again next month, and I don't think I did. You kind of like don't that. want to pressure the people that are like just so so. But then, of course, then you see him on a bunch of other shows, and you're like, maybe we should have followed. Him. Speaking of conspiracies, did you ever see the um, the uh, chemtrail meme? There's a billion of the exact same one. I know the guy that made that damn thing. <laughs> it's actually the guy I mentioned before, Mike Wrigler. And I still make fun of him to this day because his grammar in it was like abysmal. <laughs> and he was like, it, it doesn't matter. I, 50 million people saw it. Uh, I yeah, just saw that one today, too, actually. Which one? Yeah, I don't yeah. know what any the of this stuff is. Mean. I'm so lost on all this. I just <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so anyways, was there a point about the iceberg conspiracy show? What were we, where were you getting at with that? Oh, um, what was I saying about that? I don't remember. I'm okay, because we can move on to other stuff. But yeah, yeah, go um, ahead. Very good. Like for example, how to do it? Like how to treat? How do people get out of okay. their body? I got. I'll, the, I'll show you exactly how. Yeah. I mean, it takes years. I got some DMT in the safe. <laughs> yeah, no, without DMT, like this oh. is like going to sleep sober. How are you going to do it? Like do the sober DMT method ha- first. DMT does help. <laughs> Mushrooms too. Mushrooms. Fucking, that's my favorite. Dry, do drugs in general will help. Pop puts me to sleep. If not, I'd be able to do a lot easier on that. But booze, no, guys. I smoke a lot no of weed, and I do all this stuff. I'm never out of body. The only time I'm ever out of body is when I smoke the DMT, and then I don't even know where the fuck I am. So if there's a body or not, or maybe I am in the body, maybe I'm not. Oh, I know what, before we forget. You got to go to the moon and fly down in the craters into the into the tunnels. That's Find right. out that's right. if Osiris took them to the moon or not. Specifically, okay. Osiris went to the moon on the seventeenth day. And you if, could do that. Just go do your DMT and go to the moon, bro. No, and get off the couch. Really? <laughs> I think you're dead for the first Don't couple know. of minutes. <laughs> okay, so let's uh, let's learn how. Uh, okay, so for projecting, if you're laying down, you got to. What I do is I imagine that there are power lines hitting the back of my neck. That way the vibrations start. Easiest thing to do to actually get out, I find, is the rollout. The rollout Yeah, the rollout method, yeah. Yeah. So do you physically roll off your couch or no? You just pretend you're Yeah, physically roll out. You physically roll out, really? I I mean, you feel yourself hitting the floor when you roll out, but I I find that that actually helps because I hit something tangible. I know I'm out. Have you ever actually just rolled out of bed and landed on the floor? No. No. That'll be uh, Graham tonight. It's like the hug and roll. That, there's there's three methods that people start with, though. The one is rolling. That's my favorite. There's um, uh, rope technique. Everybody online likes the rope techniques where you visualize that there's a rope coming down and you just pull yourself out. And then there's the sitting up technique, which I call the undertaker. It's like an undertaker sitting up. And then, like I said, sometimes you're dragged out and dragged out of body any anybody that's trying to actually project though warning warning you're opening a can of worms like you may not like what you see make sure that a you're solid with your religion whatever it well, is that, that's like, kind or, of what i'm talking you know, about this is there is a risk to this that's what i mean yeah. it could shatter your paradigm uh, right i mean your whole belief system is going to be upended you're going to have to keep shit a secret from whoever for the most part, I mean, you could. There's a couple people you could talk. You can't can't just walk down the street and talk to Jane about it, though. You know what I'm saying? I've only met in my life one single person that could actually project. I, you know, in real life, as I'm talking to them, 
they're we're not a dime a dozen. You know, does your like, world does your world world view affect the environment then and your scenery? Like if you if you're let's say yes. you, let's say you think you know there's demons everywhere and everything's evil. I mean, is it going to be a nasty place? Yeah, probably. Or, or if you think everything's rainbows and you know and uh, what if you're a communist? Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't. I don't think communists could project. <laughs> ah, ding. Probably not. Yeah, probably I not. I don't think they can. Probably not. Yeah. Uh, now I'm not too fond of communists. I was gonna make some comments, but I won't bother. Some comments. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, guys, I I wear my shit proud. Oh, there you go. I don't oh, care. Yeah, that's hilarious. Yeah, that's good. I was gonna say you you can go, you can do it, but you gotta have a mask on when you're there. <laughs> mask mandates. Anyways, um, so. So these are the three methods, and is there any intention that needs to be involved? Like, do you need to yeah. really like say like, okay, I am going to leave my body, or any go, kind of warm up or you anything? Have to have like that? A, a plan, like a um, this is what I, as you're drifting out, you need to keep telling yourself this is what I want because it, it'll start slipping from your mind. This is you need to keep telling yourself like this is why I'm doing this. This is why I'm doing this. This is my goal. This is my goal. And as you're getting out, then you've got to start telling yourself, make it brighter. You know make it vibrations up so it's a people think that as soon as they ask for project they can literally just go start flying around and meeting people it's not yeah. like that you've got yeah. to keep a stasis too because your body if something hits you in real life back like if your cat jumps on you and i say that because i see my cat right here and he has done this before he jumps here scratches you it's over you're done you're not coming back it's you're coming back to your body and that's it for that. So try you, again in five minutes. So give me an example um, of what you mean by like the goal or like what, like a plan. Um, like if you want to see your dad or, or um, you just want to learn how to, I don't know, fly or jump or I like actually don't fly much anymore. I jump from building to building. I think that's the funnest. Yeah. Yeah. And anybody who says um, it's fake and you make it up in your mind because your uh, environment, everybody's environment is different. It's never the same environment that you're actually in, and that's why people say that it's actually fake. I have a theory about that, too. Um, I think that it's like Play-Doh, in that the astral world, it's tangible, it's finite, and you shape it as you go there. Or somebody else shapes it for you before you go, but you just shape it. You don't create it, but you shape it in your mind how it's going to be for that time you know and, then, I mean? and if so you meet somebody in there somebody else has shaped part of that as well like i mean maybe Possibly, that's part yeah, or, yeah yeah absolutely so i think that you're just borrowing that world basically and you're you're borrowing that play-doh and you're shaping it or somebody else shaped it and you're playing with it but just like a sandcastle or something as soon as you walk away it's you know it's rubbed clean and then somebody else can do whatever that's like darren's version of the digital simulation that we're living in it just gets rendered when you need it so you're rendering it as you go along kind of kind of yeah so yeah so um needs an upgrade i want to talk about the vr part of it too but but so what's next for people to learn how to do it then not get frustrated okay. i mean like not so get you got frustrated because yeah. it takes there's people online that are like oh my god i've been trying to do this for three weeks and i'm like three weeks Motherfucker, I've been trying to do this for 20 years right. Like, it's never perfect. You kidding me? It's, 
took years for me to even be able to do it, you know, many times of trying. And people, our entire society, it, it needs to be instant gratification, and that's it. And I'm like, you're never going to get that with this. Never. You need to you need to put years in. And even then, you might succeed one time and fail 20 more times. This is before the internet. I'm talking back in like the nine, late 90s because I'm 41 years old. You couldn't, you had like three books total. I'd go to Walden Books and I'd be able to find three books, no internet or anything like that, and try to figure out how to do this. You Now you've got an entire internet's full of uh, information, actually an overstimulus of information. Um, I wish half of it wasn't out there, but the, the instant gratification from these millennials wanting to try to actually project, it's just ridiculous. I, I, I don't get it. Like, you need to put in the work. It's, you're not just going to be gifted something like this it doesn't work like that and then there's a lot of misinformation there too so how is how are oh, some horrible. of the how are some of the ways that you uh, sift through and discard the the bogus stuff so i when i'm talking to somebody i could i try to gather whether or not they have really projected there's some cues that you can take like uh the way they describe it or just you know um most of the time they think that they could just walk out of their body and randomly just go do whatever the hell they want. And like, that's, that's not true. It's, there's a long process to, you know what I mean? It's uh, there. It's a fine stasis. Like if you even misstep a little bit, you're going right back to your body. So I don't know how you actually projected five times in your life and you're already you know, walking to Washington DC or whatever. Um, but yeah, I, I try to sift through the misinformation, disinformation, the assholes, um, actually, a good forum Don't, uh, on Reddit, Astral Projection is okay, but um, Astral Army was the shit. Commander XXX, that's my buddy. I talked to him. I was actually going to do a um, roundtable with him. We haven't gotten around to it yet, though. Um, that's where the real ones went. Like I, I started going there because people were way more authentic than anywhere else on the internet. Yeah. So tell us more about the warning. Like if people be, you know, like if people are going to do this, they have to be forewarned as well that they might not like what they see or they might. You might not like what you see. If you're seeing loved ones, they may not be where you think they are. And I'm not saying they're in hell, but you know, that stasis purgatory, whatever. Um, And they may have been there for a few years. Um, You're going to be looked at funny. If you talk to your friends about it, Um, you're going to be seeing dark entities because even if they're, they are spirit guides that, you know, are friendly, they appear dark. Um, uh health health risks because you know doing this all the time at night just trying to stay up or whatever and do it um uh i cramps throughout my body too sometimes and i i think sometimes that's why i got migraines um especially like with my jaw with my teeth clenched and all the vibration um it's tough listen anybody who wants to do this once you open a can of worms like that, you can't put the toothpaste back in the tube, put it that way. So once you're able to do it, you're stuck with it. Yeah. That's kind of, yeah, that's kind of what I was. Yeah. So before you start doing this, you got to ask yourself, is the juice worth the squeeze? Yeah. Good point. So what, what's this VR thing you want to do with, with, uh, in regard to that? Yeah. So I want, I actually was trying to set up a, um, um, like a VR chat thing. Although, I started getting sick when I was doing VR, so I had to lay like a week off. I'm gonna, I'm gonna eventually gonna set up probably in VR chat. Which do you guys do VR at all? 
Uh, I have. I don't regularly hang out in there. Listen, I I hate Facebook. Facebook kicked the motherfucking door down for everybody to be in VR. That's actually the place to invest too. Say, 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 hang on. Say that again. What did you mean by that? What Facebook kicked the door down? Yeah. They opened VR up to the mainstream where nobody else could or would. Right. Oh, I see what you mean. Yeah. Oh, yeah. They're going. They're the they're going for, for it. Oh, yeah. They're going for it. Yeah. Yeah. Not not only do you no longer even need a computer. I mean, the Oculus is probably going to be able to run Android games within the next couple of months. You can sideload games onto it. A machine that probably would have or should have cost well over a thousand dollars, and you need a computer, you could literally just put on your fucking head and you're there it's amazing so the metaverse the so, metaverse is coming basically uh if you look at the stats of how much the world was invested money-wise in vr um it's already i, I forget it's like 10 times the amount but it's gonna go up like 10 times the amount in the next five years from right now so investing in any type of vr company very good idea not uh, financial advice. What's that? I said not financial advice. So what would you do? What would you do with it in regards to astral travel? Then I mean, were you going to train people in there, or how? Yeah, how what that, are you thinking? Like, yeah, that was my goal. Was if if somebody needed to talk, that they could uh, come find me in like VR chat, and um, I believe my name on there is d dot r e k nine one six zero or d dot r e k nine one six zero gmail dot com. I forget how you find people, but feel free anybody that's listening, come find me. So VR it's a chat, VR, it's a virtual questions. reality chat. It's like a little, con- like a virtual reality conference room kind of thing in Facebook or. Oh no. Uh, have you been on VR chat before? Uh, no. Okay. So when you get on VR chat, it's free. Number one, whole thing's free. Um, through Oculus, through anything. Uh, as soon as you get in there, you are given an avatar. Okay. You're automatically, in, and you can change it. It's super easy to change it. You literally just, as you push a button on your remote, a pad comes up like an iPad looking thing on your hand and it's worlds, worlds that everybody created. And there's thousands of them. And you pick the world you want to go to and you go like my kids, like, um, uh, what the hell is that game with the little colored people with the visor, uh, Minecraft, whatever. Oh, the, uh, among us, among us. Yeah. Among so us. somebody made an among us thing. So literally you are in VR playing among us. There's a Minecraft one too. They play that. There's a, and then I go in, I find cool avatars and the avatar, uh, I forget what it's called. But anyway, you're in an avatar, whatever one you happen to choose from what people have made. You could steal other people's avatars, too. Like, if they have a cool one you like, you literally just point at them and press a button and you take their avatar. <laughs> like, you, it's yeah, it's amazing. And it's all free. The whole thing's free. Never, never a penny. So I figured, yeah, if I'm on there, if I'm in there, because when I'm in VR, I'm in there a good portion of the time. Um Come in, anybody can talk to me. Well, send me, send me a link, uh, send me your actual address or however people, and I'll put it in the show notes. Absolutely. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Next awesome. time the kids bring the Oculus here, maybe I'll see if I can track you down. Absolutely. Go and steal it's your oh, avatar. Man. I'll go if in there too. To I'll me. go in there too. We'll meet in there. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> if you happen to see me, make sure it's me and not my son. His little prick tends to steal my, uh, my email sometimes and go in there. Hey, you have one too, eh? We could have done a VR podcast. Yeah. <laughs> I could have been like VR in my is, underwear VR in the bathtub. The future, man. That's... <sighs> yeah, I know. It's kind of scary. VR is the future for like the last 25 years, 
But Facebook, as much as I hate them, Facebook brought it to us. Yeah, the future, the future is probably closer to Hunger Games. Probably. Where can our listeners track you now? What was the YouTube can we, channel can we again? Just, can we just oh. go to the concentration camp in the VR then? VR it's, concentration is that camp. Just, just, just on the just weekends? Say, I'm just doing the weekends. Just doing the weekends in the camp? You're like, just, this is Zuban. Okay. okay. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not getting the jab. I'm just going to go to VR concentration camp. I got camp the black the lung, I got to go there five days a week. It's my punishment. It's my punishment. It's my punishment for not complying. I just, I'll go to the, I'll go to the, the ethereal dojo in, in VR and just, this is why I just comply. I'm a complier. Yeah. Serial complier. Um, have you guys seen Australia? Australia is like oh yeah, dude, on straight lockdown, dude. Yeah. Australia's becoming Hunger Games. It's the it's our future. It's our future. It's six months ahead. It's the testing grounds. It's okay. coming. It's coming. But maybe we can <sighs> escape into the astral realm. I mean, maybe this is the time to learn that. I mean, when you're in the camp and you don't have any technology, just roll out of your body. I'm going Listen, down guys. in a hail of bullets, bro. Straight up. <laughs> No camp to be wrong. Remember I told you there was a period of time when I couldn't actually travel? Yeah. I was in jail. I was upstate. I was selling drugs. Again, literally years. Couldn't, couldn't. It was almost like I was being punished. Went to jail. I was like, I may as well learn how to do this shit again. And that's when I really got good. Like in jail you got good or in jail you got good or? Yeah, amazing. Because number one, there was no fluoride. I wasn't drinking fluoridated water. I think that happens to be part of it. Uh, number two, uh, there wasn't as much telecommunication and stuff like that screwing with your brain waves. It was like I was in nature, you know. My entire system, my whole system was uh, well tuned. My three I, meals a day at the exact same time. You know, working out every single day at the exact same times. It was. That's when I went from being a, you know, the minor leagues and what I did to. Wow. And, yeah. and, and you had the blockages with drugs in the early 2000s? Uh, 2010 to uh, 13. Oh, okay. 14. Okay. I thought it was earlier. I thought it was with yeah. and I had, so I had some, nah. I had some pretty no, bad was, times was in the 30, early 2000s. So, oh, it's, that's no, why. Cause it was my age too. I was, for me, it was like 30 to 38 kind yeah. of thing was pretty nasty. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I couldn't natural project for the life of me for a couple of years. I mean, I was either being punished or my system was so fucking doing dark drugs too. But like I said, when I went into jail, um, changed, it was like, it was eventually it was easier than ever. In fact, it was better than ever. And that's when I made that vault. Wow, wow. Imagine being in jail and being able to walk outside of the motherfucking walls. Dude, that was the greatest thing in the world. That's why I was like, I dude, I love this again. Are you kidding me? Awesome. Right on, buddy. Well, this has been a great chat. Yeah, where Thank was you. the YouTube channel it. again? Uh, House. Either House of Heathens or Ethereal Dojo. Yeah. Type either of those in. And we'll track Thank you, you down. Right on, buddy. Yeah. Keep in touch. And, uh, keep in touch and maybe we'll do this again sometime. Absolutely. Thank yeah, you. I fun. appreciate it. Yeah. Go and retrieve some more souls for us. And check out the Brother. moon, please. I will. I'll let you know how it is. Thank okay. you. If All you right. ever bump into me, just let me wander around for a couple of months anyway. <laughs> see if I can figure it out on my own. Thank you, guys. Okay, buddy. I see you. All right, it. Jack. Yeah. Have a good night. Thank you. And that was a chat with Derek English. What do you think, buddy? 
don't know. I think you're making fun of me a little too much there. Was that too that much? Might be, that might, you might, there might be some truth to it, maybe. I mean, am I that, am I that uh, resentful because I couldn't do it? Now I've, I'm, I'm saying there's a risk to it? Oh, you're, you're caught on that? Then definitely. <laughs> <laughs> if that's your takeaway from the episode. <laughs> I think it was pretty funny, actually. I think, uh, uh, but remember you had those special glasses? I had the special that were glasses. that were supposed to blink when you went into REM sleep. No, I was gonna buy them. I was gonna buy them. That's for lucid dreaming, or was that for astral travel? No, that well, uh, at those time, I think you were conflating the two. Maybe I was. Yeah, I mean, I think either or. I was looking for either or, probably. I mean, I'm not an astral. Traveler. I don't know if I've ever thought I could even astral travel. To be honest with you, that seems like a whole next level thing. From lucid dreaming. Yeah, I did. I did kind of lucid dream a couple times, but. I remember you flew once. Never hear the end of it. Yeah. I think it's good, but I mean, I don't know. There's reading these old books, man. They're like, all this spiritual stuff is pretty uh, risky, you know? You're opening yourself up. But I, I mean, you know, we might have to be. Uh... I mean, the other thing I was thinking about is people that I know that get st- stuck in sleep paralysis or whatever. Maybe that's an answer, too, you know, for that if they learn how to travel out- outside. What? Travel outside of your body through to get out of sleep paralysis, and and to avoid attacks. I feel like that's treating the symptom. Yeah, you think it's putting a bandaid on? Yeah, yeah, it might be. Just like fuck yeah. it up, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean that's like the whole trauma based thing that we do now. Yeah, we we'll just take that avoid. into the astral realm. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> take our trauma to the astral realm. Gonna take my trauma to the astro room. Big thanks to Derek for coming on the show. Big thanks to you guys for listening. Episode 280 was that Greg Doyle one. Best I'll put I it in the that. chats. I forgot. To, I know, but I don't know if everybody I didn't, picked up on it. But I, yeah, I meant to tell him. There was that. no context to it, but yeah. I, I blurted out yeah, 280. I, know, I, I put it in the show notes anyways. <laughs> Episode 280, Greg Doyle. Was he the uh, synchronicity walks guy? No, no. He was the Australian astral. You know what's crazy? How was episode 280? It was in 2018. I know it's weird, isn't it? That was like half of our catalog for it was in the last three years. Yeah. How can it be? Put out a lot of shows. Podcasting. Ah, like yeah. crazy. Yeah. Crazy podcasters. Uh big thanks to Derek for coming on the Big thanks to you guys for listening. Even bigger thanks if you are a part of the one percent that chooses to support the work. The uh maybe it's a great work. I don't know. Great we'll see if we, we if we get on to this is this is our magnum opus or not. <laughs> Um, well, you're working on some other stuff that could be more done than we both yeah, are. Maybe, yeah. maybe this is, maybe yeah. it is, maybe it isn't. It is part of if it. If you yeah. want to support it, grammarica.ca slash support. Uh, I know a lot of you do fall under the illusion that it's a free show just because it's there for free, but it's technically a value for value show where we're just make it for free and put it all out there for free. We don't have any sponsors or advertisers or affiliates. Yeah. No, we don't have sponsors or sponsors. <laughs> I might have sponsors. I don't know. I haven't been in this closet. Uh, but we hope you guys support it. If you find some value from the show, if it's adding a little bit of value to your day, to your commute, is the show as valuable as your coffee on the way to work? How much does the coffee cost? Maybe it costs that much, four bucks a month, three bucks a month, one buck a month, 50 bucks a month. You decide, grandamerica.ca slash support, sign up for a monthly, make a one-time donation today. A bunch of different options there if you don't like PayPal. Do head over to adultbrain.ca if you're an audiobook aficionado or just type Graham Dunlop or into Audible or iTunes and all of the books we've done will pop up. I believe we've just had the 19th one will be going live right away. 
uh, with a few other in review that includes all three secret doctrines, secret teachings of all ages, a bunch of great esoteric classics, and uh, coming soon. Lots be, to come, the, too. Yeah, we got some fantastic ones coming down the pike. Um, head over to grimerica.ca slash chats. What else? That's about it. That's it. We love you, motherfuckers. Thanks for listening, and we will see you next week. Who's going to kill this sacred cow? You were never political anyhow. Since when did you start trusting in the government? Since when was it okay to ridicule and shame your neighbor? Your opinions have become... Your opinions have become as fickle as artificial flavors. What matters most to you? What the TV host told you to do? Or a moral compass that points true north or true? Who's gonna kill this sacred cow? You were never religious anyhow. Since when did you kiss? The ring on the hand of the Pope Since when do we need Pharmaceuticals to cope Your soul has become Ever-loving soul has become As brittle as communion wafers What matters most to you What the Holy Ghost told you to do Or a moral compass that points True north, oh true I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill this sacred cow Bureaucrats think I'm non-essential anyhow Since when has our culture become so lowbrow? It's all touchscreens And nobody has any know-how Your idea of fun Your idea of fun Is taking a thousand and one photos of your duck face Matters most to you What the celebrities most told you was cool Or a moral compass that points true Oh, true. I'm gonna kill this sacred cow. I'm gonna kill your sacred cow. I'm gonna kill your sacred cow. I'm gonna kill. I'm gonna kill your sacred cow. I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill your sacred cow. I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill your sacred cow. I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill your sacred cow. I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill. Your sacred cow I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill Your sacred cow I'm gonna kill, I'm gonna kill I'm gonna kill your sacred cow